Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us a special, very, very, very special guest, four-time K1 uh, World Grand Prix champion, glory heavyweight Grand Slam champion, only fighter to win K1 three times in a row. Um, he shares the, you share the record with Ernesto Hoost for four times overall winner. Um, you're a sixth Dan black belt in Ashihira Karate, ninth Dan Kyokushin black belt in, uh, and Kudo Daido Juko black belt. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was Daido Juko, yes, at that time. Daido Juko. And, um, well, Mr. Semi Schult, if you don't know who he is, people, man, YouTube him is, is, uh, like I said to him before, he's a dream crusher. He, he broke my heart when, um, when he beat Mark Hunt. I was, I was going for Mark Hunt and you crushed it for me, mate. I, I, um, Mark, I've known him for like 20 years. You know what I mean? And like we said off air, I'm pretty sure he was trying to kill you. So, um, no hard feelings, I'm sure. Thank you, Semi Schult. Thank you. Okay. Uh, nice, nice to be here in, in the show. Um, let's, man, let's, let's start with, um, who is Semi Schult today? Yeah, who's who Semi Schult? Uh, I'm a gym owner, uh, father of uh, one child, uh, husband. How old's uh, your kid? He's 12 now. He's now going to the, uh, the second school. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's exciting, you know, and and also and also with the gym, I, I do a lot of work. I'm a lot of times in the gym now, uh, uh, giving training, uh, managing uh, the other trainers. So this is what I do at this moment. Yeah, is your gym um, predominantly kickboxing, kyokushin, that kind of uh, style, or do you have a lot of actually? I wish. <laughs> actually, I wish, but uh, I think uh, my wife is also in the gym and she's doing uh, Zumba. Oh, nice! <laughs> actually. Just as big as the kickboxing in my gym, so I do. Maybe I do something wrong, you know. But uh, uh, I like I like the vibe in, in the gym here. You know, it's not all about uh, competition. It's uh, people who want to have fun, uh, want to uh, learn to uh, how to do kickboxing, how to do karate. So this is uh, basically uh, the vibe of the gym. So this is uh, yeah. It, it's not only uh, guys for making competition. Do you do a lot of zumba? You? No. <laughs> yeah. When, 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 when we got into the lockdown, you know, uh, we could not uh, give uh, uh, lessons. So we did virtual training. So then I supported my wife uh, being behind her, help her a little bit, you know, that's uh, she have a crowd, you know, because it's very difficult when you talk to a screen and you have to really get used to this because the people don't, don't see you, don't feel, you don't feel the people. So then at that time I helped her a little, but uh, I don't have any, uh, don't have any expectations for me because I don't have it also. So. Are you, are you a good dancer? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm a fighter. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was an interesting conversation I had, um, you know, with, uh, Andy Sauer. He was on the podcast recently and we haven't released that episode, but, but he was on the podcast and the same, same, same thing that I said to him and I'm saying to you now is, both you guys, I expected something different because both you guys were very cold in the ring, you know, very, you didn't show emotion. Andy didn't, you didn't. And now when we're talking, you're very, very different to what I, I pictured you to be. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, I get it a lot, but, uh, of, of course, you know, when I'm fighting, I'm a different person and, uh, 
uh, I don't want to uh, chit chat. Uh, I'm, I'm on a mission, <laughs> and this is uh, what really is changed now. And now I also am on a mission, but I want to be more open. I, I want to be more open, you know. And at the time of fighting, you have a lot of interviews. And how did you train? Uh, did you do something different? Uh, when you're gonna knock your opponent out? You know, they all pulling answers out, and I don't want to say it. You know, I, I was just fighting for my freedom. <laughs> that's that's how it feels now. You know, uh, because when I was uh, when I'm in the ring, uh, I can win something. You know, and in, in 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 normal life also you can win a lot, but it's not so clear. It's not so obvious. You know, in the ring there are two fighters. The one who wins is a winner. You know, do you and take in, that in normal life? It's, it will be different. But but do you take that same focus, determination into your normal day to day life, into your work life at home, whatever? Are you that same stoic kind no. of person? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Because then I'm too focused and then I'm not very, uh, uh, no, no, no. Because, because when, when I'm, I'm too focused, I forget everything around me. And at this time, you know, I, I have my wife, I have my child. I cannot forget everything around me. And when I was fighting, I was really focused on one thing. And I think this also made me different because, uh, from the other fighters. Because most of the times the other fighters had already a family, had already different problems I had. You know, I, I didn't have, I didn't have any problems because they didn't exist. I only want to fight. I want to train, eat, sleep, train, and fight. <laughs> that's a, that's an easy life. Your your the look like the aura that you had at at that peak. It was to me, anyways. Just watching, and like I said, I watched all your fights, but I just showed my wife the other day your your fights. You know, and you looked terrifying physically you looked terrifying but there was something in you like in your character and your stoic character that was you, you it was like something like a james bond villain you know what i mean and <laughs> and now when when i'm looking at you if i say to people this this smiling friendly guy you know what i mean and i, I say like this guy was if because there's younger people here that don't know you know so this guy was at one stage one of the most terrifying people on the planet, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just, I, I just find it so, so strange, you know what I mean? When I, when the, the difference, you know, that, that difference. And I was just wondering, yeah. like, how, how do you reconcile that person and the guy you are today? Is, was it hard to switch it off? No, I can still switch it on, you know. I, in no time when I get uh, I get angry or whenever when something happens, you know, I don't like. You can see the. Uh, you ask me, uh, are there any no-go areas? Uh, you will notice, you know, when you have a no-go area, you know, you know. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want it to get to that. I'd like you to give me a, a warning, you know, like a safe word. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to get to a point where I've, I've pissed Seven oh. Shield off. You know? No, no, no. It's not so easy. It's not so easy to, to piss me off. But at this time, and, and this is also what I wanted to teach the people who want to uh, get involved in the kickboxing and get into the martial arts, you know. Uh, sometimes maybe you have a reason to be angry. And I, I made a reason to be angry because uh, I wanted to win. So I imagined uh, bad things about my opponents. And this is, the, this is not the way I want to live today. At this moment, I know uh, to achieve what I did, I needed this. But uh, at this time, you know, I, I was uh, the four-time K1 champion. Uh, then glory came. Uh, I became glory champion. Uh, so actually, 
for, for me in, in the, the first time it was a 16-man tournament. It was the biggest tournament ever in the in the, in the kickboxing on, on that level. And I win this tournament and I had such a bad feeling about how, how things were going, everything, you know. Uh, uh, the, the, all the kickboxing teams, they are not a team, you know. They only have interest in themselves. And I really, I don't like it. I, I, don't li- I, I couldn't take that. You know, I, I was I was the, the top fighter, and then you have Bader Hari who did uh, they are lift him up? Uh, all the fans, all the all the organizations will lift him up. Well, at that time he was a good fighter, but he did not win the K1, and uh, that 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 bothered me a lot, you know, because I thought I win the K1, I win it three times in a row. I, I I've been a four-time champion. Uh, I get uh, kicked out in the. Uh, pre preliminary uh, pre, uh, preliminary preliminary pre tournament you know in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I lost from the preliminary <laughs> preliminary <laughs> preliminary <laughs> tournament I lost from from uh, Peter Arts before this nobody had to qualify in to to get into the big tournament so I felt you know they make a lot of rules just to to get rid of me uh, about the clinching about the kneeing all this kind of things this happened. When I started with Daidajuku, it already happened. You know. Do you, so, do you think it's your this, physical presence, uh, like your physical presence, that made them change the rules? I, I think so, but I, I, I always had it in my defense, you know, because people say, "Ah, he's just tall. He's a boring fighter," he, you know, and that that kind of things. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to bother with this. Uh, actually, the last time before the the uh, glory. Yeah, championship. I did not watch social media, nothing. I just closed myself off and I just wanted to kick ass. And, and that's what I did, you know. And, and, uh, but then I, I, I came to a point uh, also with my wife. I think I don't want to do this, you know. If, uh, I just want to be, I just want to be happy, you know. Uh, and <laughs> I, one, of the th- one of the things that I would not describe you as is boring. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> but you read the commentary in, in the fight <laughs> because, uh, and this is also what I think, eh, because I have the, the karate background and I'm, I'm a, a humble person. I, I don't want to shout it out of the roof that I'm the world champion. You know, people have to find out for themselves. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it bothered me that, that the, the, the respect was not there from, from the organizations, from, from, from the other fighters. You know, I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, get rid of that, you know. So, so when you when you retired, was it was was it because of that? Because you also had a heart condition. Is that real? Like, was that? Yeah, that, 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 that that's that's I, I believe in in destiny in this way, really, because uh, I got a heart problem. But I do believe it, it came the heart problem came because I was unhappy for, for sure because of all these things happening and. For glory, they said very fast. Yeah, you got a heart problem. Eh? It's it's off. Eh? They, they filled it in my Wikipedia. They they make the story, but actually, it, well, I I think it was a maybe for another decision. You know, uh, someone made the decision for me, and the heart problem was the best excuse because then I have to go another path. And I, I saw the other path, but it it, uh, it didn't work. You know, so I think it's my final warning, maybe. How how <laughs> bad? Else. Like how bad was your heart condition? Do you, do you still have it today? Nah. No, I, I've been operated twice, and at this moment, uh, thank God, I'm I have nothing. What did so they do I'm, to you when they when they operated? 
they, they made a ablation. I think ablation is the name in, uh, in English. Uh, they, they go to the, uh, through the vein and they, they burn something in my heart. So that's the, they uh, redirect the, the blood circulation. Okay. Okay. So, but this is what they did twice. The first time didn't happen, uh, didn't help. And the second time it also didn't help. But then I changed my, my way of eating, my lifestyle changed a little bit. And I think this is helping me now for the, for the moment. Did your mom or dad have anything like that? Uh, actually, my dad developed it now. But so, just so recently? Before that, I was the first one in the family who had this. And now my dad also had... Not, not, it's not really a, a problem because you, they say you cannot die from it. But it's really irritating. It's your, it's your heart. You need it, though. Your heart. It's your heart, though. It's, it's the one thing you can't miss. Yeah, your you heart. And you... Yeah. Your heart is a problem, you know? <laughs> when they say something like that about your heart, they oh, no, it's, it's all right. You won't die from that. It's your heart. Like, nah, dude. Like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's That's, hard to believe. You know? <laughs> nah, you don't, you, don't, you don't believe that. Um, Because yeah. you, you started Kyokushin because of... Your, your mom and dad, were they instructors? Were they Kyokushin instructors? No, no, no. My, my mom and dad, they, they, uh, they practiced the karate. They practiced. I, I, I they just practiced karate, yeah. I have two parts of that because they were, so they practiced Kyokushin. That stoicism that you have, that, that ability to, to focus and that, that ability to deal with pressure because you don't win 4K1 titles without insurmountable pressure because for those that don't know k1 at the time in japan was enormous so that stoicism that that uh i don't know that that focus yeah did that that, does that come from your parents what what influence did they have on you uh this is an interesting question you know because uh many times people ask me about uh, about uh why i'm fighting and then this is the thing i don't know I don't know why I have this focus like I have. But and I'm not not even your ability to fight, but just like that focus, like that intensity. Even now when I'm talking to you through the thing, I can feel your intensity. Do you know what I mean? And people say I'm intense. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not. You, of course, are who you are. So it's even more like like when you're talking to me, you're looking straight at me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and which is yeah. good because I'm the same way. You know what I mean? But um, where does that come from for you? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I learned from my parents, you know, of course, you know, when you look at, when you talk to someone, you look him in the eye. So this is something I, I was growing up with. And, but I, I see in, in the people who do the, the kickboxing, actually, yeah, the, the people are not professional fighters, but they want to learn how to fight. They never look you in the eye. Yeah. You know, so I, I think this is also a way of life, you know, how to, how to look into the world. If you, if you talk to someone, you look him in the eye and then, you, you can you can uh, you can feel his energy, you know. So I think this is something I learned from young uh, from young age. Also, also in, in the class when I was in school, I was not uh, actually the, the best student, but I always had contact with the teacher. Yeah? And sometimes it was good contact, sometimes it was bad contact. But still, I looked him in the eye in the same the same way, you know. So uh, I, I think this is something. Uh, uh, it's a habit. It's becoming a habit, and then it's. I, for me, it's helping me. Do you, you, know, do you have and, uh, siblings? Do you have brothers and sisters? I've got one sister. Yeah. What does she yeah. do? What, what what does she do? She, <laughs> she's not fighting. She's not a fighter. No, but no, I'm just uh, curious. Uh, did 
like where where the rest of the family went? No, uh, she she's not into. Uh, she's now into sports, but not really into sports like like I, I was uh, into sports. And actually, the the rest of my family, my my mom and dad, they play tennis now, also just for fun, you know. Uh, they're doing sports, but not uh, yeah, not martial arts, not martial arts now. And and for me, I also want to to take the barrier away from the martial arts. I want to make it more like uh, accessible for everybody. And this this gonna take uh, take offer also in in in, in the, the way of the contact. You know, the, the kick shin karate is full contact style, and I love it. Yeah? Uh, I sometimes I say you know because I'm I'm training here on the, on the virtual screens. I'm training. I, I give lessons in in the in the gym. Uh, sometimes with sparring, I also spar. But then I want to feel the pain, and this is a little bit twisted because people who don't know, they don't un understand this. You know, uh, when when you play tennis, you, you 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 don't hurt yourself, and with with kickboxing, you can hurt yourself and still be very happy about it. You know, so I I say sometimes when when it's hurt, you feel that you're alive. Yeah, I know and what you mean. Maybe not not, not a, maybe not a very healthy thought, but it's the thought, you know, and it's my thought. So. No, but but I think that that even like like physiologically, when you feel pain or you feel you know not not pain like where you you know cut yourself into bits, but when you feel pain, when you feel like when you jump in cold water, you know chemicals are released in your body. You know that the endorphins and all sorts of other chemicals are released in your body. You you feel alive. You know what I mean? Like it's not just. The pain—it's the whole act of what's happening physiologically. You feel alive, and, just and also, also of course, you know, only the pain is nothing. You have to have your goal. You have to have your vision where you want to go. And if you, uh, yeah, suffer, then let it let it go. Suffer, and you go to your direction where you want to go. Then it's helpful. Yeah, absolutely. But most of the times, when, when you hurt yourself and there's no goal, why should you hurt yourself? You know, then then. Then it, you don't have the satisfaction. Uh, the satisfaction you don't have. Yeah, so, so when I, when I was training, uh, training for me was always the most uh, difficult part. The fighting was the the, the berry in the in the in the, cheese, in the in the cake, you know, because it's the it's the end. I did all my preparation. I did all the suffering. Now it's only a matter of show what I did, what what I what I what I, what I can. You, how tall are you right now? Like today, right now. I'm a little bit smaller. <laughs> I think I'm two meter six. How much? A two meter six. So at your tall, but, at your tallest, you were what? Two meters ten? Yeah, at my tallest, I was two twenty. <laughs> no, really? So, I, 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 I was. All, I think I was always two meter six. You know, but but the K one and the managers they make they make the story. I was so big, so yeah. Then I, I would go along with it, you know, and. Now also when people talk to me, I say I'm tall. I say I'm two meter ten, and they, whoa! But I'm not. I'm two meter six. You know, the doors are two meter ten, and I can walk under them, so it's no problem. Okay. The reason the reason I ask that is surely because you're you're athletic too. Like you you move well, and and, and you, you surely growing up, did you have opportunities to play other sports like basketball or volleyball or sports that yeah, you? Know, yeah. At, at this moment, I wish I had, you know, because I think in basketball I could maybe, <laughs> I could maybe be also a, a champion. But uh, no, you'd, I, you'd I win all the fights. You, have you seen the guys fight when 
Have you seen when the basketball players fight each other? You'd win every fight for sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will only be in the basketball for that, you know, <laughs> to be the backup, the backup player. Oh, oh if I owned a basketball team, I'd have you just for that. When the players start, you go, yeah. send me, jump in. Yeah, no, no, but but I, I'm not into the the team sports, and and this is also something what really changed in my uh, in in my life now at this time. At this time, I'm more like a team player, but but when I was fighting, I was more like uh, individualist. I was alone, and I wanted to do it alone. I had uh, I had one trainer, I had one uh, training partner, actually a steady partner, and this is how I did it. So you only had and one I, sparring partner all the way through. Yeah, one. One uh, sparring partner who's always there, you know, and the rest, they are sparring partners. They say, ah, uh, I train the whole week. I was really tired. And then they say, ah, let's, let's uh, go sparring with Sammy, you know. But that, <laughs> I, don't, I, I consider it not as a, more like punching bags than partners, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my, my, my training partner, and, and this is really what he did really good. And this is what I believe in also is uh, I visualized a lot of fights. I... I trained without training, you know. Uh, for example, you said that Mark Hunt, you know, he got this big overhead right. This is really, uh, he puts everybody to sleep. So I, I talked to my training partner. I said, this is what you have to do. And then he said, no, but Sam, I see here an opening. I can hit you there. I can hit you. There. I said, no, this is my next opponent. This is what he's going to do. So you're going to do what he's going to do. Not going to make your own story. And a lot of times with the big teams, you know, there, there are a lot of fighters and they all want to be the champion, of course. This is good. But they're all, all there for themselves. So it doesn't help me if I have to fight Mark Hunt to fight with another tall fighter who keep me to distance. It doesn't help me. So I think it's not uh, very efficient. So then I, it's better for me that I have my steady training partner and say, okay, you attack me with the right over at right. So... It's, so this is a, yeah. <laughs> then when you do something else, I'm in, pro I, I'm in trouble, but it doesn't do something else because I know, because I analyze the fights of, 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 of my opponent. I know what's coming. I find that really interesting when you're talking about that because nowadays, like the, not nowadays, I think always it has been, but especially nowadays, there's, there's huge teams in MMA and in, um, or kickboxing is not like K1 was back then, but, but still there's big teams in that now. And everyone's like, you got to get to the big teams. You got to go to the big teams, but you see a lot of success from fighters with small teams. And I'll say this, even in the big gyms, usually the guys that have success are the guys that have the small group within the big team. Would, would you say that's correct? Uh, for me, it's correct, you know, because I was in the, in the team of Golden Glory. Golden Glory was a really big team, but I was uh, I was in the north part and the Golden Glory was more in the south of Holland. So all the fighters went to the south of Holland to the to the big team. Well, I was still part of the team in Golden Glory, but I had my own trainer, I had my own sparring partner. So yeah, we, we were uh, separate from that. Is it was that when the when you had that is it what's his name? Is it Core Cor Hammers? Core Hammer? Uh, no, Dave Jonkers was there. Okay. Uh, Dave Jonkers. Core Hammer was the, the, the overall trainer of the Golden Glory, but uh, Dave Jonkers was my trainer. Right, right. So, and and we, it was always was my trainer. Because the reason I ask that is what was that like when you guys had – because sometimes Golden Glory would have like three, four guys coming towards the end. 
but you, it's different for you, I suppose, because you didn't actually train with them. Yeah. But what's that like? You're training together and you're like, man, there's a good chance I'm going to end up fighting this guy. Like, what was that like for them, I suppose, If I, from what you know? Was it an advantage for you not being in that position? Uh, uh, I, I fought my team. I did also karate competition and then I fought my older, uh, my own teammates. And uh, at one time I, I was fighting in a karate tournament and I fought my own teammate. I almost lost because I was too, you know, it didn't get fired up. So at that time I decided, you know, I don't want to lose. So then I, I kicked him, I kicked him out. Yeah, I, I win. And at that time I thought, okay, it can never be in the way that we are training in the same team. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, difficult for, it's difficult for the audience to watch, you know, because I saw also other teammates of me, they're fighting each other. It's like sparring because you know each other so good and <laughs> for, for, for the, the referee, it's a nightmare because you, you, you participate in every, in every way and then the, they have to make a decision. So uh, this is uh, really hard. But for me, I know uh, the other team of the Golden Glory they were training together to fight me. Ah. This felt because I was a champion of Golden Glory, not them. So, and uh, to 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 become the champion, I was also I was in my own bubble. So but for me, it was not an issue to fight my own teammate. But but you felt that that like they were all gunning for you. Yeah. Also in my own team because I was the the one I was the champion. Yeah, so so how do you how would yeah it, it, they can't they're not going to help I you give, get. I can give an example of that, you know. Uh, I was I was on training in in Breda, and then uh, they say, okay, Sam, uh, you cannot use your front kick when you were training. Yeah, so I cannot use my front kick. Yeah, uh, Sam, don't use your left arm, you know. So I have to uh, to fight disabled. Yeah, and yeah. They, they try to take out my weapon, and then now to see what what's what's happening. But for me, I know this. So I also, I learned from this because actually in my, in the, when I'm training for myself, I also train this. Okay. I cannot use my right hand. I cannot use my left hand. I cannot use, uh, we try, we try this because I say to my students also, when you get injured, you have to fight. You cannot say I'm injured. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, so uh, actually uh, every injury I had make me better in the other front. Right. So. Right. But, but, but for me, it, it was not a nice feeling. And, and, uh, to, 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 to have the teammates who did this. And, 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 and also, of course, in normal training, it happens also. Every fighter knows, you know, when you train someone, he kicks everybody's ass. He's really hard. And then he comes to you and say, ah, uh, just, uh, just take it easy, you know, <laughs> and they say, okay, take it easy. And then the first hit you make, it's a full hit. And then uh, for me, then, then you'll see the focus, Sam, you know, then it's okay. <laughs> then he's got to get problems, you know, because I don't let the, nobody hit me in the face. Only my, my father and my grandfather can hit me in the face. <laughs> and that's finished, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but that happens, you know. Yeah, that, 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 that's always uh, there. Who, who would you say, for, and, and then I'll have a question about this regardless, but who would you say was your hardest, your biggest rival in, in fighting? In, in fighting, the, the the biggest rival was myself because uh, a lot of times I uh, I hold myself back, and this is what I think now. You know, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I was myself. I was always uh, criticizing myself, 
that this can be better, this can be better. And then when it comes to, to actual fighting, uh, of course, I fought a Peter Arts. Yeah, I fought, I think, five times. That's, what, that's, I mean. what, that's what I was going to uh, ask you about, yeah. But, but also this, you know, and, and this, is, uh, this is funny because now we are, uh, there's the Senshi Cup is coming in Bulgaria. Uh, this is a really big uh, organization is going to be. And I'm there also with Peter Arts and then as the host. And actually, we can now get along really good. Yeah, because at the time I was fighting, it, it was not like that. But now also, and also they have their problems with, with the K1. Also, uh, they were in the positions that they are not in the top positions. While I was thinking always, the K1 is also against me, but the K1 was against everybody. Everybody got his stories, you know, that they get a little bit screwed, a little bit uh, had to do the things they don't want to do, you know. And this is what we are here now. And yeah, then if you talk about uh, the biggest rival, then I think it's Peter. But not, not only because uh, 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 he beat me, but also he's a lot like me. You know, yes. we got the uh, same attitude. And th this is <laughs> making it different. And I've got uh, a lot of respect for him. And uh, certainly the first time I fight him, that was a big part of the, of the fight. Because, like, and I don't... Obviously, Rico now big name, etc. Da da da. But I want to I want to go back a little bit because when we're talking about who Peter Ertz was and who you were at the time, you guys were more like you you won four four times. You know what I mean? And Peter Ertz, I don't know, he had more than like fifty knockouts with with a head kick. Um, it, that, that's correct. Eh? So the, you guys, when you were fighting, I remember watching you guys fight. And my body would hurt just fucking watching, you know what I mean? What what was that like getting up, like, in your head? Like, what was the focus that you knew? Because when you fight Peter Ertz, most of those fights went to decision and there was no easy fights between you and him. Like, I don't care who won, no easy fights. Shins were clashing. No. You know it's going to yeah. hurt. Can you talk to me about that? About the feelings, I want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> I know... And, and this is also a mindset. And I think he has the same mindset. If I can't win, I have to destroy him anyway, you know? So the next round, he had to have a problem. I don't give uh, gifts. Yeah, so if, if I lose, I win or lose. It's always possible, uh, losing. But then the other one has to feel that he, lo that he <laughs> almost lost, <laughs> lost, you know? So, so we... Uh, when we're fighting, we try to hurt each other. That's that's for sure. And we try to to get the uh, advantage. And uh, what what my thoughts are is the same with with acting. I also did a few movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm Playing, I see a lot of similarity in acting and fighting. The thoughts you have are mine, and they are not pretty. <laughs> I can tell you this. And this is also a little bit the 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 way of thinking I want to get rid of. Because I, I think, for me at that time, it was a positive ending. But I think in, in the end, it will eat you from the inside. So I don't want this. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Um, I will, I'm not a fighter. I don't. I never fought. Um, but just in business and in other things that I've done, having and I, I'm not. I never did anything to the level that you've done. But there's things where you push yourself to a point. And there's a part of you that you know, like, you, this is not good for me. Even if you make a lot of money or whatever, there's that thing that only you know. Like, I don't know if the thoughts are even evil, if is what I'm trying to say, but there's a thought in me where 
there's been times yeah, with certain the, things. The force. Yeah. The force. The dark force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm, <laughs> I'm like willing to sell my soul. You know what I mean? Like to get yeah, something. Yeah. There, there's something happens that, and I honestly, there's been times where things have happened and I'm like, uh, you know, you're against someone. I, I competed in elite level sport and I've been involved in elite level sport. And there's genuinely times where I'm like, if that guy gets hit by a bus, I don't give a fuck. And I genuinely think that. I'm not going to lie to you. I genuinely think that. And if I say it to a normal person, they look at me like, what? How can you think that? You know, he's got a family and he's got this and that. So I do relate to what you're saying. I don't think it's um, it's that strange because Peter Ertz looks like if you're going to fight him, you fucking. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's also also. So with uh, uh, with the self defense things, with all this uh, self defense uh, courses, everything, and they, they say if someone have a knife, uh, you have to do a, you, you break his arm and you you take the knife away. <laughs> I always uh, imagine myself if I get in a fight, you're gonna get hurt. No matter how good you are, you know, if I'm gonna fight someone, uh, maybe when I fight you, there is a possibility you hurt me. If I got a know? gun, yeah, fuck, you're in trouble, Sammy. If I got a gun. For, but I go for sure, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but but then I hope the distance is short enough that I can still hurt you, um, you know. So this is this is the way I think. Uh, of course, you know you can't you can't win every fight, but you can give everything in in this fight, you know. And, and I think this is important. And I think this is now what people are really. Uh, uh, And then they, they stop. And also the the referees were different, you know. When when you have the best fight, the best fight you have, uh, like the Rocky movie. I said it a lot of times, you know. When someone is knocked down twice, third time, and the fourth time he get up and get uh, get uh, the revenge. This is the best part in fighting. And actually now in this time, with the rules, with the everything, they are uh, protecting the fighters, which is good, what I think. But it's take away the excitement because... The fight is over when it's over. And when a referee says stop, uh, it's a really frustrating end for every for every fighter, for the loser, but also for the winner. You and, remember yeah, Ensign? I, I think this... Sorry? You remember Ensign? Ensign Inoue? The Jap yeah. yeah, he was saying, he was on the podcast, he was saying exactly the same thing, like back in the day, you know, he has when... Like he'd he'd want the refs to just let it keep going, whereas now they stopping it. Where he believes sometimes the fight's just starting, the actual fight is just starting. Obviously, for cameras and the rest of it, you can't do that because somebody's going to die. But it's interesting to hear your con your your point of view on that. When you went yeah. into those yeah, fights. It's not a commercial point of view because there are a lot of things, of course. Eh? There are a lot of. Uh Money is a big problem in this, and this deciding how far people go. But I did not fight for the money; I fight for myself. So I think that there's there is a difference in what kind of fighter you are. If you are just only a pretty boy who wants to make a lot of money with your fights, you don't give all your heart, and people will see this. And but now in this time, they take out the heart. So they got the showman who got the. Uh, one million followers on the, on, on the on the Instagram. He got a lot of uh, social media. He's doing a lot. He's got, got a lot of value at this at this time, 
and then they protect him when he's fighting for real. Because if you fight someone with a heart, that that is a Rocky movie. That is, you think you win, and then he come back and he kick your ass, you know. And then uh, the referees protect such guys. How and so? So they can be. Uh, no, no, please. Sorry. No, so 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 the referees protect these guys, and the promoters put such guys up. But uh, yeah, they're not fighting with the heart, and that is also why I get a heart problem. <laughs> this is for me. So it's <laughs> the circle is around. You know, it's it's connecting every everything. It's connecting for me. I am um, sorry, sorry, Sammy. Sometimes I cut you off, but there's a tiny lag. So sometimes I think you stop and I got to ask you something and it's a, there's a bit of a lag sometimes. So sorry if I if I uh cut you off cuz when I hear sometimes the the podcast after I realize I got to ask something and the person has kind of stopped but they haven't there's a lag. So I apologize for that. Um how much do you think it takes out of you because you sound like someone like Ensign that's going in there that's going on like whatever happens happens as far as it's going to go how much do you think it takes out of you longevity wise and health wise to get your mind into that state uh i don't understand the question really good because uh how i get to this mindset yeah no no how how much do you think because i think you your mindset that you I have, have <laughs> what's that <laughs> How much I have to pay? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, how do you, how do you, how much do you think it takes out of you or out of a person to go into the cage? Because you're basically into the cage or into the ring. You're basically going in there with the mindset of if I die, I die. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going the whole way, but you know that other guys aren't. How much does it affect your longevity as a fighter to be able to do that time and time again with that level of commitment. Now that, that changed a little bit in 2008 because then I got married and I got my son. And at that moment it changed because then I thought I'm not the most important guy in the world anymore. You know, and uh, this is really, it's, it's also, uh, uh, I think a lot, all the fighters had that too, because before that, it really doesn't matter what happened to me because <laughs> I have a good life. Uh, I, I, I always thought about my family because I, uh, uh, before a fight, uh, my, my, my grandfather, my father, my mother, my, 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 my close family, the people I love. And they, they know what I do. I, love, I do what I love to do. So uh, when I die, it's, it's, it's okay, you know? But yeah, when, I, when, I, when my son got birthed, it was, it was a little different. It was different. He, he's been in a few fights. He was actually there when I lost for Peter Arch. He was there also, but then he he went away, you know. And I, I remember also uh, in Ernesto Ho's last fight, uh, also uh, Ernesto Ho's family was there, and that that would make also a big impact on me, you know, because it was his last fight. But I had to beat him in a tournament because I want to win the tournament, you know. And this is a uh, uh, then you're gonna think about this, and we make jokes about it. In, in the, when I was doing karate. You know, where we kick someone's ass and then we said, yeah, but he also got a mother, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that yeah. Kind of the things, you know, it's, it's going into your mind at one point and then you say, okay. And this is how you can also see with the, the new fighters. Like, uh, for example, if you see the fight Brother Harry against Peter Arts, uh, 
uh, Brother Harry beats Peter Arts, but for real. And Peter don't give up. And still he's going on, going on, going on, going on. And I think this is something I, I can do. You know, and this is also what happened with Ernesto. I, I couldn't finish him off like that. You know, at one point I was fighting, I think, okay, I win the fight on points. It's, it's good for me. It's good for him. You know, and when I start fighting, I never think that. <laughs> I want to win no matter what uh, and uh, as fast as possible. So that, that's still something things are changing. There's, um, but you didn't keep fighting a lot of, a long time after your son, eh? No, 2008, 2014 was last, 2013, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of fun. Yeah. Does, does your boy fight now? Does he train and fight? <laughs> he's training a little bit, yes. Yes, but not, not, he's not really, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think he has interest in fighting. What, the, what, does he play a sport? Yeah, a video game. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, a keyboard warrior. He's, he's a, a keyboard. <laughs> he's a keyboard. Sammy Schultz's son is a keyboard warrior. Wow. <laughs> is he tall? Is he big? Is he a big boy? Uh, he's big, but not not. Uh, my my wife is really small, so so I think he will be in the middle. I think he will be a one a one ninety, one eighty five, something like that. Okay, so for, be a big guy. I just I just want to say for everyone else in the world, one ninety is still a big guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so big. <laughs> um, Semi, so who who were you at school? Let's say we were at school together. Who who were you? Which kid were you at school? Fifteen years old, sixteen years old. I, I think I was uh, I was there, but not very uh, visual. You were like I could I could get along with everybody. I did not have a, a real group I also stick to. I was with everybody. I was uh, I, I think I was relaxed. Were you already massive? Like how big were you when you were twelve? I was I was big uh, from uh, uh, the, the basic school already because I was in uh, I had a, a teacher. It was a it was a, a woman teacher. We had really small feet, and <laughs> I think I was in the in the class. I got the bigger shoes than she had already. Oh, when you were so little, I, uh, like six years old? No, I, I no, I think I was around eight, ten, something like that. <laughs> uh, I was her size already. <laughs> how how so tall were you? How tall I, were I, you? I was, really, I was not really big. I was not really big. I, I became big after after uh, my. Uh, I think when I was eighteen, I really started to grow. Oh, so you still, like, say when you were 15, 16, how big were you? Uh, I don't know the size, but I, I was uh, I was the biggest one, but just a little bit bigger than the rest. Not really bigger, you know, not, not like now. Now I'm one head bigger than most of the people I see. Right, right. Um, you, you've mentioned throughout the conversation, you've mentioned a few times your grandfather. Um, yeah. You obviously had a, a close relationship with your granddad. Like, can, can you talk about your dad and your granddad and your parents? Yeah, I, I had a good relationship with my granddad. Yes, uh, he taught me uh, to work to to work actually, you know, uh, to do things. Uh, he was a driver. Uh, he was a, a carpenter, so I did a lot of uh, carpeting together with him when I was young, and uh, yeah, that was a, a very good influence. And also, he was very. 
I, I think he was very modern, you know, because my, my father take over his company and then he really let it go and he really was supported. And uh, I think this was really, yeah, really good. Yeah. Your, so your, your granddad was a carpenter and you yeah. worked with him. And then doing what kind of carpentry, by the way? Like making houses, frames for houses, furniture? No, no, no making small things, making uh, furniture. Are you furniture. good? This was what he did before, you know? So uh, he, was a, he, was a, he had a, a truck company. Oh, then he, he had, had a, a trucking company. company. My father also had a truck company. And then when he, when he uh, kind of retired, you know, we started to, do, to, make, uh, to, uh, to make little things again. And then I, then I was coming after school. I would go to my grandmother, grandfather's house, and then we, we work in the, in the shed. How awesome are grandparents? Hey, grandparents are a gift, I think. They're, they're amazing to have grandparents. Yeah. Um, yeah for sure. Yeah. You're, so, so then you, so your father had a trucking company that he inherited yeah. from, from your, from your dad. And what I've heard, the story that I've heard is that you were meant to take over the trucking company. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that, that, was, that was really a difficult decision. Uh, I did my uh, school. I stay as long as possible in school. Uh, so, uh, to, to train, to, to, to be, uh, that I could uh, do my sport. And at what point I, I take my license for, uh, for truck company. I take all the licenses I needed. And then I, I said, okay, I, I want to, uh, to train a full month first. I want to train a full month and then I make my decision. And at that time, I make a decision to, to start fighting. And then they get to up stop to I did it. Or to start? Start, start, start fighting and try to make a living out of it, you know? And I win, but yeah, in karate, there's no money. You have to only bring money. And at that point also, my father was a big sponsor for me because he, he make it happen that I could go. And he said, okay, I can do uh, a little jobs in the, in the Saturday afternoon. I can work on Saturdays for him. And then when there's competition, he will make a sponsor for me. So it was really good. And uh, one, at uh, one point I was, uh, I get the invitation to get into the golden glory. Then I also had a conversation with my father. I said, yeah, but this is what I want to do. And then he let me go. He said, okay, so you go. And I think uh, this is the, so the best thing what my father did, he sold the company, you know, and uh, yeah, this is really difficult because I get emotional for this. Because my, my grandfather really also supported that, you know, he said, okay, if Samuel wants to do this, he can go this direction. So yeah, this is for me a really a big motivation. That That's an amazing thing because people don't... People don't understand, like, when you grow a company from the bottom up and you do it all, that's the biggest gift that they either one of them could ever have given you to to let their company go, to let their, their vision go, you know, for, for you know, that's – but they they didn't do it in vain, though. They – that you, you know, like, they, they did, for what it's worth, my opinion, the right thing for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, in the end, but – but that's also that's that's always the the question of fuck that. yeah yes that's why that this is uh, I think this is really good nah man I I I just I um because you know when you read stuff say for example you read it and they say your dad sold a company I didn't know that he'd sold a company like that though but you read it 
it's kind of like when, you know, when you read a history book and it says like, and then the Mongols went through Europe and you go, okay, cool. And you, you go to the next page, but you don't understand. They didn't just walk through Europe and go, Hey guys, we're here. There was fucking bloodshed, mate. There was, there was problems when they went through Europe. Um, and it's like that, like, yeah, okay. Your dad sold the company, but it's like, that speaks about the relationship that you and your father had, that you and your granddad yeah. had, and and how influential they were in your in your life. And yeah, because uh, uh, my granddad never said anything about it, not a bad word. He always was very proud of me, and in the end, also, you know, he was in the nursery home. Hey, everybody knows I was a fighter, you know. So this, he was really proud of that. So this is. Uh, I'm proud of that, that he's proud of me. That, that makes a good feeling for me, you know. And then also uh, my, my dad, you know, he's also uh, supporting me. He was always supporting me when I was fighting. When I was, uh, when I started fighting when I was 10 years, he was already supporting me for this. So yeah, this really big, uh, means a lot to me. That's, a, that's an amazing story, I think, like just, just to have that that closeness and that that ability to be supported by parents but that's that's i guess what i meant as well was when i said to you it sounds like they did the right thing i don't think it matters that you were a champion kickboxer or not the fact that i don't know i have a daughter now she's nine months old ten months old actually um and i have all my plans that i want for her in my head to do <laughs> and she's gonna she will be <laughs> yeah like uh, and i don't know like I, I always say to my wife like yeah i want to put her in judo or or wrestling because i grappled i always i was always a grappler and um or, or she can you know ballet or we live we live near the beach she can do surfing i know that no matter whatever thing i have in my head if we live near the beach she's going to want to be a fucking horse rider you know what i mean something that's and you got to be prepared to, I think, to to give your kids that whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? Like whatever they want to do, I think is the is the biggest gift. So I I think that's that's fantastic. You know, and a lot of people say it, not a lot of people do it. Yeah, and and uh, I think it will be very difficult, and that that's why also, uh, and also when I when I ask uh, for advice from my father, he never have a. His, he never uh, said you have to do this. He said uh, he's always uh, measuring, always measuring, 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 and then I have to make up my mind. So this is a, uh, and I, I find sometimes difficult with my son. I say, "Yes, you have to do this," and then they say, "Why?" I say, "Just because," you know. <laughs> and this is really bad, you know. You have to always be open for for a conversation. Always be open, but uh, sometimes it's really difficult. So. <laughs> This is, but this is what the person I want to be, you know, that, that's the give only you give advice by just listening. And this is the best advice you can give. Is it hard for you to turn off that focus and that determination that you have as a father when you're talking to your son? Sometimes, yeah. Do you see yeah. yourself in him? In my son? Yeah. Do you, when you look at, you, at your son, do you see semi shields like the same? Because you know sometimes it goes like this, the clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see that same? Because I imagine I see who you are. Yeah, we, we 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 clash a lot. We clash a lot. And when I when I talk to my mother, she said he's he's your copy. So 
<laughs> you did this to us too. So you, you have no sympathy from your mum. There's no problem. You have no sympathy, eh, from your mum no, when no, you no, talk no, to no, her. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I tell my mum sometimes, my daughter now, she's with my mum and, and she's with my mum. My mum's looking after her. And I say to her, you know, she woke me up, mum, today at four o'clock in the morning or 3.30 in the morning. And my mum just laughs, but like an evil person. My mum laughs like an evil person, like, ha, 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 like, yeah, because of what we did, you know. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, man, because I, I was a naughty kid later in high school, you know, like I was a bit of a naughty kid. So I fucking don't know what's going to happen to me like that as well. So yeah. now that's, that's, I want to ask you what's, so with your acting, what was that like going into acting? Uh, it was a, uh, for me, it was a really uh, eye-opener also because in the acting, I saw all this. Uh, there are also different teams. I, I see everything as, as fighting. You know, there are different teams. You have the, the team of the sound. You have the team of the, the camera crew. You have the, the, the director. You have uh, the makeup, uh, the light. Uh, so there are all kinds of teams. And what I liked about that is all the teams have the same goal to make a good movie. And this connects everybody. And, uh, and this is in the kickboxing. It's not like that. There are also a lot of teams. But if we, for example, say, okay, we want to make the best kickboxing world championship in the world, then you need all the teams to be good. Yeah? And then you, but also you need everybody. So you also, I think, you have to respect everybody. And this was really in, in, in the movie was really, uh, Eye opener for me. I think, yeah, this is how we have to do it. If if you want to make kickboxing really big, you have to support each other instead of trying to kill each other. And uh, uh, that's that's uh, the real eye opener for me in, in the movie. And and about acting, I think a fighter is a uh, they can switch really easy to be an actor because uh, it, it's the focus, it's the the, the preparation you have to make. Uh, everything I, I sometimes do also uh, clinics and seminars it's uh, preparing for a fight is preparing for everything what you're going to do if you prepare for this interview you have to uh, look at uh, some of my fights you have to uh, think about what you want to ask and of course when when it actually happens everything is different but that doesn't matter because your preparation is there and you always have your uh, your backup is there you know, and I think this is a uh, really important as as a, as a fighter, but also you need it as an actor. I saw an actor; he has to go into. A, I did a Nova Zembla. There was a movie about uh, uh, we go to uh, to Japan with a with a boat, with a VOC. There was a, one actor; he had to go into a, a mast, a mast, I think, hey, on the ship. Yep, in the mast. He go up and had to do some acting there, uh, the, and. I think, holy shit, man, <laughs> I have to go up there. I'll never, they have to make a, a different kind of uh, uh, setting yeah. before I go up there. But he went up there and he did it, and he did it like five, six times because everything, you know, when you're acting, it's never a one-taker. It's always, ah, we like it very much. You were very good, but can you do it one more time, you know? And this is something also, uh, I cannot cope with that. If you say to me it's good, then for me, it's finished. It's good. <laughs> so if you want to do, want to let me do something again, you say it's wrong. <laughs> you have to do it again. Then I can cope with that. But if you say, Ray, Sam, you did really good today, but if I want to ask you again, then uh, for me, it doesn't work, you know? But uh, 
the, the, the kind of focus you have on, on the fighting and on the acting, I think this is a, uh, a little bit the same. Also, when, when the camera is rolling, you get the effect of, okay, now it's going to be good. Yeah, and before that, it doesn't have to be good. Only when the camera is on, it has to be perfect. How many hours would you be on set? For, uh, for a, a random, random movie in Holland, I think about 10 to 12 hours. That's a long day, so, man. And then maybe in the end, you make five minutes. Really? It's that small? Yeah. Uh, acting is a lot of waiting. That's how, how did you cope with that? Because although it's similar to fighting, but fighting you have, you're going, you know what I mean? You're not there. How did you cope with the long hours of you being there with making that transition? Ah. But, but also that time get used to, eh? you know, when we have uh, for the K1 tournament also, we get uh, to the, uh, uh, in the morning, we go there and you have to fight in the evening or in the afternoon. So I'm used to waiting. How did you, how, when you yeah, were- and, uh, I'm also, uh, when you, you, you can wait, sorry, you can, you can wait and you cannot prepare. So yeah, when, when you, have, you have to wait all day for fighting, you're going to prepare, you're going to rest. You're going to eat something. You're going to move a little bit. You're going to get your muscles loose. This is all the same in acting. You know, you, you talk about your script. You, 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 you make sure you, uh, you feel yourself. Uh, you get yourself into the right mindset. So you have all day for that. So, yeah, for, for me, it, it worked for me. It's interesting you say that because I think it's the waiting in the fights the lead up, the fight week, the lead up that crushes people a lot of the time. It's, it's the, cause once you fight, if you're in there, you, you're fucking going to have to fight. Like that's not the issue. The thing that can crush you is you waiting the, the weight. Like if you're going to jump in cold water, once you're in, it's all right, but it's the waiting, the thought of what's going to happen. You know what I mean? When, before I jump in. So when you talk about, the fact of how you filled in those that time, you know, how how did you know to do that? Did someone teach you? Did you, is it something you worked out yourself? Is it something you just knew? Like, say you, you get there, like you said, in the morning, then you might have to fight a few times because in K1, you fought a few times. Can you, can you speak about that? Like, what did you do in between fights? Uh, in between fights, uh, we, we get back. You know, uh, after the fight, you come back. And uh, also, I did not any do any interviews in between. Uh, other fighters sometimes do this. I, I see this as uh, energy leaking. You know. Also, when when I walk up to the to the ring, you know, I want to be focused. I'm focused. I, I have one vision. I go to the ring and gonna have my opponent for breakfast. You know, and I don't see the the crowd. And you see a lot of fighters, they come in and they, they make little dancing, they dance with the crowd, and they and then I think, okay, your mind is not in the right way. But this is also my thoughts. Eh? Maybe his thought is he's getting energy from this. You know? Yeah, he's relaxed, whatever. Yeah, and maybe he needs to be relaxed. Uh, for me, it, doesn't, it did not work. So when I came back, I, I, I looked at my injuries. I have no injuries, or I have injuries. I put uh, some cold on it or... And uh, eat something, drink something, and make sure you get uh, hydrated, and just wait. And uh, uh, there were sometimes they had television, so you can see the fight. Sometimes they have not. Sometimes they have other guys in the waiting rooms. They put a lot of uh, uh, they put music. I never put on the 
Walkman. I I always just like like I am. <laughs> I sit there. Uh, sometimes they had the big magazines. You know, for the fighting magazine, yep. it was really nice in the press. They had the night, so I watched the magazines and see the pictures. Just be empty. You know, don't have many thoughts. Don't think about life. Don't think about think about. I think about nothing. And then when when we talk, then I talk about okay. When we uh, uh, when I start to fight, I will do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, when when this is happening, I'm gonna do this. So uh, constantly, I was in the fight. They, they take a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy. And but also, you don't have to do it uh, too soon. You have to know your time. You have to learn when you're going to be focused because you're focused all the time and the focus, 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 for going to the point. And you have to be here and then you have to fight <laughs> because otherwise you will go down again. And you did that where you won it four times. Do you know, like, yeah. I, I just think... How, like, how do you do it? And then knowing what you have to do, yes, it helps. But that did it start to drain you? Did it start, like, say after you won three or two, three K1s, because you lost some in between as well. Like, how yeah. did that drain you, like, knowing that that's what you were going to go through? The two or three fights in the night, the the waiting, the... did No, but... Uh- <laughs> The waiting is not the worst part <laughs> for me. <laughs> no, but but see how you uh, say. I, I, think about it. I I I I, uh, I I remember the first time I fought for the world title. It was in the Pancras. It was in the in the MMA. Uh, I fought, and then I was really hyped. Everything. I get it to the ring. Then they put the national song for me. Then they put the national song for him. Then they did, I don't know, a, a commercial break or something, you know? Then, so I have to wait 10 minutes before I fight. And at that point, I lost the fight. So at that time, I think, okay, whatever happens, it happens when we start fighting, then the fight starts. So everything what is before this is not important. And this is also what I say to my, my fighters, you know? When we have to fight in a different country or we fight in a tournament, I don't know these people. I say only to them, you know, you have to be there when you put your foot on the mat. You have to be ready. And before that, be semi-ready. But don't don't uh, have expectations. Because if I have an expectation, uh, we're going to fight for a world title, I step in the ring, oos, and start fighting, I have a problem. Because they're going to make the national anthem, they're going to make a... They're gonna make a, a uh, giving a presentation for someone or giving a medal of honor for who knows, you know, as if I care, I'm standing in the ring, I want to fight. I don't need the national anthem. Of course, it's, it's really nice, but you have to yeah. be prepared for this. So also a part of the preparation and then someone fighting for the first time and then it, it takes a long time. Yeah, this is all experience. And But my experience is you never know when, what kind of type is going to happen. You have to fight directly. They have to make an announcement. You don't know. Man, your your mind is very, very interesting, man. I find it because for a lot of people, the waiting kills you. You know, like- Yeah, it, it kills you. But you know what you have to wait. Yeah, but your, so why are you your ability to do that, to just switch it off is like, even amongst other fighters that I deal with in that, 
I it's very different. Do you know what I mean? Your ability to to take yourself out to just go is very well. Obviously, you won fucking four K ones, so so it's not like you are different. Obviously, Maybe this is the secret. You never know, <laughs> mate. Like honestly, like I I see that. Like I feel it. Like w- what you say, like but but just hearing you speak about your ability to to compartmentalize that and say I'm waiting, and whatever happens, if the building falls over, it doesn't matter. When we fight, we're going to fight. Is it sounds very simple, but but you know that uh, to me, I think I see it a lot of the times. It's the anticipation of what's going to happen that crushes people. You know, what if I lose? What if this? The crowd. But I think I learned this from experience, because now, now, and now you talk about it like that. You know, I remember I had a karate tournament, and I thought I should fight one particular guy in the finals. Then he didn't make it to the final. I lost. I was second. So at that time, I know. All right, if you're fighting a tournament, you never know who's gonna fight. And then in the interviews, they always ask, "Okay, Sam, so you fight in the first fight. You fight uh, uh, Jerome LeBanner. Now in second fight, who do you think you're fighting?" Then you have two opponents. And after that, you have uh, another two opponents. So you never know who you're going to fight. So uh, for me, I said, I, I don't worry. I only worry about the first fight. Because the first fight I have to win. And after that, I will see who's next. And of course, when you, you got a fighter like, uh, for example, like, like, like Mark Hunt, you want to fight close combat. And Mark Hunt, Ray Seifo, they want to be close. Now, Peter Arts also want to be close. Uh, 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 and as the host, you want to make it uh, technical. Uh, Brother Harry is going in for it, so uh, he's not taking it close, but he's he will come in. So you got all type of fighters, you know. And what I did is I only trained for uh, type of fighters. Only the first opponent I could analyze completely, and then I know you have to do what you have to do to win the fight. So. Uh, you cannot lose the first round and say, yeah, I was preparing for the next fight. You know, yeah, I think yeah. it's really stupid. Yeah. You know, you have to win the first round before you can think about the next fight. In in a yeah. situation like K1 where you fought a lot of the guys already, did that make it easier to prepare or did that make it hard because they'd also fought semi-shield? Uh, it make it... Uh, I think easier. And what really helped me, because uh, I was the, the first fight in the K1 was against the Musashi. And the second fight was against Ernesto Host. He was at that time, he was already a two-time champion, a three-time champion, two-time champion. He was already K1 champion. And I was I coming from the MMA. It was my second kickboxing fight ever. I did karate, but never kickboxing. So then it was a draw. This fight against Ernesto Host was a draw. And actually, I thought I won. And actually... He thought he won, that yeah, I won. Of course. And he told me. Yeah. And he told me that. And I think this was for him his biggest mistake to tell me. And uh, when I saw him later in the bus, and because we go separately, we go to the yeah, bus, yeah, and we go in one bus to go back because everybody wants to go back fast. But uh, we were in the same bus. I was standing at every, and he said, Next time you don't uh, train so hard, he told me. Then I said, Next time I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> you know, with that kind of man, I just fought. He tried to be nice. You know, I said, uh, I didn't was nice. I thought next time I'm going to beat your ass. But this really helped me because Ernesto, he fought all the fighters in the K1 already. So when there was a, I had an opponent, I watched the fight, he fighting Ernesto Host. 
what's happening, what is doing, how is he reacting on a punch that Ernesto makes? Yeah, because if he's reacting on a punch that Ernesto makes, I know how it feels. And then I can say, oh, if he reacts already like this, then uh, he's got a really problem now, you know? So this, this helped me a lot. Also, uh, with, with, with fighting in, 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 the, in the pancreas, I also had this moment with Funaki. And with the, the Japanese fighters, they always look very explosive. It look very hard. But then the impact is not so hard. But you only know this when you feel it. And at that time, uh, they make a kick. And I think, whoa, this is going to hurt. And then they make the kick and it didn't hurt. <laughs> so what? then you also you got in your mind, well, what's happening? <laughs> When you say that, like these guys are kicked, so what's the difference between a kick that that doesn't hurt? Like who kicks fucking hard that you go that guy, his leg, his kicks hurt? Yeah. Who who did you yeah. feel like that? And uh, Peter Ash one time, he kicked me and I could not stand on the leg, but he didn't know. He he kicked your your. He give, uh, I, I think I step in with the, with the left jab. No, I didn't feel. I didn't fell, fell down. He just kicked and I felt paralyzed. Oh. But, but I, I keep moving, <laughs> keep working. But I thought, okay, <laughs> this is hurting. So now I have to change my plan. Yeah. Um, you started in MMA. Like, that's what a lot of people don't know. So you started in MMA. You'd never kickboxed before. And then you became arguably, in my opinion, the best kickboxer ever. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, who, yeah, uh, maybe you know someone now, maybe I don't know, but uh, uh, be hard because there's no K ones for thing. How, how did I see that myself? Not, I see not myself as the, as the best kickboxer, but I see most efficient kickboxer. And also, I come from the karate, I did the MMA, I did the kickboxing. It's all building no, up. But was it a conscious thought? Was it a conscious thought? to not pursue MMA or did you go, fuck, I'm good at this kickboxing thing. I'm just going to do this. Or did it just happen naturally? No, it happens naturally. Naturally. Because you fought, you fought um, a lot of good fighters in MMA too. You fought Barnett, Emelianenko. Like you didn't fight uh, a couple of fights in MMA. You fought like the best guys. Um, yeah. Was there something like, uh, what's that? No, so, no, sorry, sorry. I let you talk, yeah? No, no, I was just, please, I'm more interested in what you've got to say than me. So, please, say, say what you're going to say. Oh. Uh, you know, when I, when I fought, fought like, uh, like Josh Burnett, I fought him twice. Uh, 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 Moyenko, uh, Noguera. Uh, I lost this fight, you know. And this is, for me, uh, I lost the fight. And, of course, you can say, I want a revenge and I want everything. But I, I never was someone who wants a revenge fight. You know, uh, it happened, it happened, uh, get on to the next. And I think it may be also when I fought in Pride, I stopped fighting Pride because um, um, there were no tournaments. Oh, you I liked the, the tournament? I like the tournament thing. You know, I don't like the ranking thing because the ranking thing is you can be best in a particular day and you can prepare for this. And in the tournament, you can't prepare. It's, it's, I think it's more... Uh, Natural. I, I think it's more objective, like the tournament. I think it's more sure. objective in a lot of ways. Like the rankings are subjective. I can think yeah. Vandalay was better oh, than Arona, Rona was better, whatever. I can think that. They can manipulate this more easy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. They cannot manipulate the moment. 
and uh, you have to fight with your heart because otherwise you can't make it. If if you are only fighting for money, you say, okay, I fight uh, uh, until the second round, and then I got a lot, I got enough. It's finished for me. You know, it doesn't work like this. You have to fight with your heart. I, I um, you've been very, very generous with your time. I, I thank you very much yeah. for that. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, I also I have to I have to go uh, actually because there's someone waiting for me already here. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry for the conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. Can I ask you two or three more questions to finish up? Yeah. Just two, a couple of. Yeah. You've already answered Ertz. I just wanted to ask you, Rico, and I want to ask you about Batahari. Can you talk about Rico first? Your fights with him and what you see with his career. And what yeah, it's I like to have that win over this guy that's so amazing now. Uh, I, I fought with him in, a, in, a, in a, the biggest tournament, in the 14, uh, in the 16 men tournament. And I beat him in the, in the second round. It was maybe, it was like, uh, it were two minute rounds, I think. It was a shorter time because they had a new format. So maybe there was a disadvantage for him. It was an advantage for me because I know karate and I did, I know you have to fire up from the start. Uh, of course, Rico, I think he's a good fighter. He's an athlete. And, and he is a fighter. And, uh, uh, but, but for, for that, uh, he's becoming a champion. And maybe they made him a little bit. You know, they, they give him the right opponents in, in the way. But in the beginning, he, he also beat uh, Gokasaki. He also beat uh, Daniel Gita. Uh, so he beat the guys who were there at that time. And so I think they, they cannot complain about this. But... I do think, uh, for example, Jamal Ben Sadiq, he doesn't he doesn't get the chance. Yeah, and and this is what I don't like about about Glory. They they, they put out the chances for some guys. They they eliminate them. You know, that's that's not a good thing. And and then for for Brother Harry, I think Brother Harry is a really good fighter. He's a really dangerous fighter. But he uh, he got the right mindset when he gets into the ring. No, he's he's just dangerous. He's a killer, eh? Like. How, He's a killer. And how was that you two meeting like this? Boom, you and Bader. Uh, the first time I lost, I yeah, lost oh no, uh, oh no. almost the same way I, he lost from me Yeah, in, in the second time. But my mindset were 10 times better the second time than the first time. The first time it was uh, in uh, Amsterdam. It was in Holland. Now, I don't get a really good vibe in Holland with, with fighting. Uh, I don't know why that is, but it, it is what it is. Uh, they, the, the fight was also made by a different promoter, not by the K1. Uh, so there were a lot of things I was not happy about it in the, in the K1. And this is the, the best thing for me. After this fight in Brother Harry in the arena, I lost. I said to an interview, I said, in Japan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him. He's mine. And then it's going to happen. You know, in 2009, it's, it's going to happen in the final. I meet Brother Harry. So it was a big, uh, big, big for me but and, and and he underestimated me he think I will do the same thing I do always but I did not do the same thing I, I fought different and then this is not what he expected you pre you prepared for that specifically like you you prepared to no. you just fought differently Again, on the day I, I, I for my first fight <laughs> I only have my first fight and then maybe I or I fight uh, actually I had the the music the night before I had the Opcoms, uh, the the entry music from Alester was in my head. I got a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I had the, I had that in my mind. I think maybe I have to fight Alester in the final. And then he lost. I said, okay, it's bother. Okay, also no problem. 
<laughs> and when I came back, because I had the second fight, so when I came back, I looked at Butler because we were in the same dressing room, in the same uh, sides. We were. I looked at him and I thought by myself, oh, I'm going to kick your ass this time. I'm going to kick your ass. And, and, and he thought probably the same, but he underestimated me. What is it, you know, when you see the soccer teams, you see you play at home and away, and it's a big difference when you see soccer teams, yeah. home and away. Here in Australia, rugby league, you see there's a, there's a, there's a difference. What is yeah. it for you as a fighter, the difference between home and away as far as Holland and Japan? What was the difference you felt? Uh, I think I always fight away. So, uh, I, I don't think, uh, also when I fought in Japan, I was never a favorite. And, you know, and, and this is, has to do I, what I believe also with, with religion, you know, uh, David and Goliath, uh, the big guys are always the bad guys, you know. So this is something for me is always a way fight. And, but, but and, you felt more comfortable in Japan than in Holland? No, but yeah, then Holland is maybe more far away. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I, why is Holland more far away? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is Holland more far away? Yeah, I don't know, because uh, I think uh, the Dutch people are really criticizing everything. In, like in, in, in Holland, you're as good as your last fight. Right, right, in right. In Japan, you are, you are good or you're not good, you know? The people respect it more. Semi. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I won't keep you, yeah. mate. It was it was a real, real pleasure, man. And thank you for being so generous with your time. I, I'm, I'm. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. I wish you the very best in all of your endeavors. Um, is can where can people follow you and what projects can they follow you that you're doing today? The name of your gym, etc., whatever, so I can put it on the. I, I had the, I had the, the Fight Game Academy. I had the Fit by Semi this is also, I do the virtual uh, lessons. I do, uh, sometimes they can join, you know, they can uh, buy a single lesson and then join me on the, on the, on the Zoom. So this is really uh, also a nice thing. Uh, yeah, they can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I think I'm not so, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty accessible guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> not, awesome. not all at once, please, but uh, <laughs> when I have the time, I am uh, prepared to... I'm, uh, I, I can help, no problem. <laughs> Sammy, thank you so much, my friend. Please, all the best to you and your family, and thank you for being so generous with your time and with your stories. So I really appreciate okay. it. Thank you so much. Uh, thank Take you very care. much. Thank you very much, and uh, see you later. <laughs> see you, mate. Bye-bye. Us. Bye.